You are listening to the Sun Grove Podcast. For more information, please visit our website at sungrove.org. Sun Grove. It's always fun to come back to Sacramento area because I grew up in Fairfield. But now I live in Phoenix. If you remember, I think I said that last couple of years ago. I live in Phoenix. You ever been there? It's hot. Yesterday it was 107 already and it's only May. Oh man, Lord have mercy on us. So when it's hot in Phoenix, you don't want to go anywhere outside. And when you do, all you hear is the hubs of AC units all over the place. A few years ago, there's a story, I don't know if it's true, but the story was that a woman went to work one day for her eight-hour shift. And she thought it would be fun to bring with her a cookie sheet in her car. A cookie sheet. And when she parked her car, before she left to go out to work, she got cookie dough and put globs of dough on the cookie sheet and put it in her dash, on her dashboard, and went to work for eight hours. Middle of summer, eight-hour shift is over. She comes out, and the story goes that when she got back into her car, the dough was actually crispy. She made cookies while she was working. That's crazy. So my voice gives me away. I can't hide from anything. It's July. It's middle of summer, and I'm in my car. The AC is on full blast. And I'm doing errands, and I'm hungry. I didn't eat lunch yet, and I wanted something to eat. Because of my voice, I never go through drive throughs They can't understand it. But I'm not about to park my car at 110-plus degrees and turn off my AC to go inside the order. I'm going to try this today. And I go into the fast food lane line, and I pull my car up to the speaker, sticking out in the ground. And, I, okay, I can do this. I look at the menu. I know what I want. And on the other end of the speaker, I can't see her, of course, is a probably a high school student. She sounds chipper. Hello? And I give her my order. And she's quiet. Like, hello, hello, did you get that? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm I'm just really hungry. This is fast food, right? She goes, yes. Are you sick? No. I'm hungry. Are you are are you crying? It sounds like something's wrong with your voice. No, no, I, I'm, I'm okay. Right, fast food, right? Come on, you have to live up to the name. Let's go. She goes, are you tired? It sounds like you're yawning. Are you, are you having a bad day? No, 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 no. And it was too late. I looked at my rearview mirror. There were cars behind me, and I can't back up to go and park to go into the restaurant. I knew it was going to be long. I take my foot off the brake, put the car in park, 
and lean out the window. I can't see her. I said, uh, I don't want to embarrass you, but I have a physical disability. And if you can hear my order, that's great. But if you can't, will you let me know, and I will drive back around, and we'll figure something out. Are you okay with that? You understand me. Quiet. Your total will be 553 at the window. Great. Good. All right. So I pull forward, and I get up to the the window to get my order, and she's not even there. It's some guy. And I wanted to say, dude, you shouldn't be talking like a girl back there because people are going to get confused. And I drove away. And that was hard for me. Not so much because of what it did to me, but I felt bad for what it did to her. I didn't want to embarrass her. She started the conversation out shipper, and it ended where I didn't even get the chance to see her face to face. And I, I like telling that story because one, it's funny, but two, sometimes I feel like as believers, we are a generation of people, everything has to be fast, including your relationship with God. God has to always deliver on time, and if he doesn't, we walk away discouraged. Sometimes it be tough to feel like we park up to the drive-thru of our existence, and we park our orders to God to what we want for him to do to us, and when we pull forward to receive whatever it is that we ask for, what happens when we drive away and we get the wrong order? What do we do then? In my life, God has never been fast. He's never been late, but he's never been fast. God is not a product that I cling to. He's a process that I get to serve. We sing about today about this wonder, right? When you come in touch with the gospel of Jesus Christ and his message of what he does for you and me, our perspective of how we see the world changes. And it gives us wonder. We see the world through the gospel eyes. We see the world through freedom but eyes. We see the world through through the avenue of light in a dark place. We see the world differently when we come to Jesus Christ and we're on fire. But if we think for a moment that God is fast food for our souls, we're mistaken. What's fast food? Fast food is junk food. Fast food's not good for us. I like it though. I, it tastes delicious. But sometimes what we want in life, not what God gives us, it's what we ordered. And how do we live then? 
you have your Bibles this morning, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I love this passage of scripture. Chapter 4, 2 Corinthians, verse 6. We'll start there. We'll start in, in a verse that ends a section, right before it gets to the beginning of another in verse 7. It says this in verse 6, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, and shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That's basically the gospel in a nutshell. Let your light shine out of dark places. Be the person of hope. Be the example that you get to show people Jesus by the way that you live. And then it gets to verse 7. We get this connecting word, but. But we have this treasure. However, this treasure comes in jars of clay. To show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. That gives me chills. We have this treasure. What is this treasure? The gospel message in our souls, in our hearts. We get the message of the gospel in verse 6. But verse 7 comes, and now it talks about you and me, the messenger of that gospel. And it talks about these jars of clay. Have you ever been to Israel? In Israel, there's a lot of broken pieces of pottery still all around different communities of the ancient holy lands. If these jars of clay were easily broken things that got broken and shattered all the time. But these pieces of, of clay held things. They stored things. These things were carried around because in them was something of value. But the outer realm of what these stars were were fragile. They were broken pieces. But inside is a treasure. I'm broken. My life has not been fast food. I did not order my life to live like this. If you were here two years ago when I had the opportunity and the privilege to share here, I, I mentioned that when I was in eighth grade, I went to bed looking like everybody here. I was better looking than you all, but I, I woke up and I was fine. But I went to bed one night in eighth grade, and when I woke up that day, I couldn't hold my head up. And I went through a series of medical procedures and testing for the next two and a half months. And after that two and a half months, I was diagnosed with extremely rare muscle and nerve disease that I have not met anyone who has it. It's called torsal dystonia. It's the twisting of your torso, and it would change my life forever. It would change the way I speak. The way I walk, the way I function in this world, and suddenly people noticed me. I got stared at, made fun of, teased. 
And from my eighth grade year to my senior year of high school, I didn't see a better day. And by the time I was a senior in high school, I was confined to a wheelchair. That's how fast this muscle and nerve disease was progressing. And I read this text. And I think my first point today, I just want to say to you, myself included, that God has purpose in us. We can be salt and light in a dark world. I like chips. I love potato chips because they're salty. You know, potato chips are amazing because they have flavor. In Matthew 5, Jesus talks about, but if that saltiness loses its saltiness, how can it be made flavorful or salty again? Or if you're a light, a light in a city, it can't be hidden. It needs to be placed on a stand so everybody around it can see it. We can be so light with this purpose. We can be courageous with this purpose. In Acts 4.13, I like how it says that when they saw the currents of Peter and John and realized that these weren't just ordinary, unschooled men, these men realized that they were with Jesus. It's been time with who this Jesus was. We can be free. Why? Because his name, his name is victory. Our praise will rise to Christ. Our King, Second Corinthians, goes on in first way. We are afflicted in every single way, but yet we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but we're not given, driven to despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We are struck down, but we're not destroyed. Four words. Perplexed, or excuse me, afflicted or hard-pressed in some translations. Perplexed persecuted, struck down. Those are four words that should beat the Christian down. The life you and I live may not always be easy, but in the midst of our trials, we get to be salt and light. We can be courageous. We can be free in the midst of our pain and our trials. The Lord is working in me. It's, it's hilarious to me that I would be a speaker. I can't speak right. My voice is crazy. No wonder somebody at a fast food drive-up play would have difficulty understanding me. I get it. Are you treating God like he's fast food this morning? Is there something in your life that maybe God just it's not delivering the way you want it to be delivered. Is God being silent? Is he not answering? Have you been given something that you didn't order and you don't know what to do with it? And maybe it's hard pressing on you. Maybe it's, it's just really afflicting you. Maybe you're perplexed because of it. Maybe you're driven to despair. 
But as these four words are laid out in Scripture, there's always deliverance. But you're not crushed. But you're not driven to that despair. But you're not forsaken. But you're not destroyed. Why? Because you have a treasure hidden in a jar of clay that God wants you to bring to light. You're a vessel that is so fragile, but you have purpose. You get to be that example. You get to be that light. You get to have that courage. You get to be free in the midst of what it is that you go through. Everywhere I go, I've always misunderstood. I kind of pride myself that I get to experience that. Because I love to fool people. People see me and they go, is he stupid? Can I talk to him? If if I talk to him normally, will he understand me? Or should I talk to him like he's five years old? And I always get the word, I don't know why people call me this, buddy. That's not my name. My name is Chris. Hey, how you doing? My name's Chris. Not buddy, it's Chris. I don't know why I get that. I mean, I don't even call my six-year-old nephew buddy. I call him by his name. Verse 10, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. And so death is at work in us, but life in you. God, we have purpose because of God in us. God also gives us peace. We have peace because of who he is in our lives. When God created us, he created us specifically with design. So when I teach verse 14, he got fearfully and wonderfully made. God, I realize that your works in my life are wonderful. My soul knows that so well. I used to question God. Lord, what are you doing? Why do I have to live like this? Why am I always called a freak? Why am I always labeled? Why am I always judged? I don't like this life. It doesn't make sense to me. It's not what I ordered. I want something fast, convenient. Let me be like everybody else. God always reminded me, but I, I want to be your treasure. Because you hold value because you have me in your life. I want you to be fragile. Because in that fragile state, I want to work on your soul. Why? Because I want to bring you more closer to myself. You and I get to carry around in our lives the things that make us seem incomplete. But those are the very things that God is using to absolutely complete us. We get to carry that in our own jars of life. 
we get to contain them, we also get to share them because that's what it means to carry it around, the death of Jesus, so that our, his life can be a witness, can show people the love of Christ because of how we are in the midst of our pain. You have peace with God. We can have meaning because of who he is in our lives. The Apostle Paul in Philippians 3 talks about how he would give up everything he could for the sake of knowing Christ Jesus as Lord. And the Apostle Paul who wrote 2 Corinthians, man, I listened to him. Why? Because he was beaten in every way, it seems, whenever I read his, his letters in the scripture. He always talks about brokenness. He always talks about his journey. He always talks about his pain. And it's never fast food. It's never a product. Jesus in his life is always a process. And that is what Jesus has been in my life. My heart breaks for people who show up to churches on Sunday morning thinking that they're going to get a product delivered to them called Jesus. And that's not how he works. He's just wants to give them life as a process for them to go out with their jars of clay to reveal that treasure in who it is they create, he created those people to be. And he uses it in brokenness. He uses it in the things that we think are ugly about us. The things that we don't think matter. God always shows up in those times. Why? Because he gives us purpose. He gives us peace. Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. I have peace. I was walking in the supermarket one day, and I was pushing basket, and when, I forget I have a disability because I'm with me all the time. And I'm pushing my car around, and I see her. She's probably about 70 years old. And I, I want to smirk, and I want to turn to make eye contact with her, but I want to make her uncomfortable because I know she's curious. She can't take her eyes off me. And I try to avoid, I try to not seem that she's there. And I go to the shelf and I put items in my basket and finally she gets up the courage and she comes up to me and she's so close to my face. I love old people, but sometimes they invade your face. And she goes, you are so happy! Like, what? You are so happy! Like, what do you mean? Well, you know, I knew exactly what she meant, but I went to toy with her. I, I lied, actually, and I go, I don't know. 
Well, you know, ma'am, well, you know, she does this like I'm a model. You, you know, this, this body of yours, you know, it's not right, and, 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 and you're so happy. And then left. And they go, why wouldn't I be happy? This is who I am. And I'm at peace with that. Thank you for noticing. She looked at me and she goes, well, God bless you, son. I said, he already has. Thank you. I want to be joyful. Because God has created me to have absolute joy. Happiness is a fleeting emotion, but joy always remains. Joy of the Lord can be your strength. You have peace with God today. You relate to these verses. You're broken down. Beaten. You're bruised. You're living something in your life that you didn't order. And it's just not fast. And because it's not fast, God just does not make sense. And maybe you're questioning if he's even real. Verse 13, since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak. Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake so that as grace extends to more and more people it may increase thanksgiving, the glory of God. Verse 16, so we do not lose hearts. Though our outer self is wasted away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is prepared for us. An eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As he looked, not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient. They don't last long. But the things that are unseen last forever. You don't want God to deliver you fast food. That's not life. When God uttered his last breath on the cross when he died, for you and me, he made that breath become our breath. And that final breath gives us a beating heart to live a life through his Holy Spirit. And God is with us. And God makes our lives broken, not to trick us, not to demean us, not to invalue us, but to give us a treasure. Because in that treasure, people, he doesn't want you to think that you can do life on your own. It's his all-surpassing power. It's not you. It's him. 
And he's giving you something that's a gift to give to other people. I got out of the wheelchair and through swimming, I got involved in water therapy. I didn't think that would do anything. I just wanted to be in a swim class with other people with disabilities. And after two and a half years of swimming, I, I started to walk again. No more wheelchair. Went, went off to college, got my degrees. I tell people I'm healed. I'm happy. And people look at me and they go, healed? You're not healed? Look at you. You know, I tell them, you're not healed either. Look at you. You can see my disability. I can't see yours. But inside, some of you are crippled. Some of you are bitter. Some of you are discouraged. Why? Because you keep thinking that God is fast food. And he's not. He's not a product. He's a process that you get with a privilege to get to know. He loves you. He created you for purpose. He created you for peace. God's providence is always with you. I go to college, I'm doing great things, and I think everything with my health is over with. And I'm in the dorm room at Sonoma State for my undergrad degree, and I have a, a massive stomachache. And I rushed to the ER room because it just would not go away. And they rushed me in to x-ray, and I'm laying on this cold steel gurney staring up at the fluorescent lights. I'm scared to death. Am I having a, a setback with my disease? Is something more happening? That it just took a few more years. I'm out of the wheelchair. I'm starting to drive a car. I got very discouraged. I'm away from home, Fairfield, to Rona Parkinson distance. I'm away from my family. And I'm in this hospital, scared to death in Santa Rosa. And my eyes have stared straight up at the lights. And a doctor comes over and I see his shadow at first and then I see his face. Hi, Christopher Simnit. He looks at my chart. You're soon at Sonoma State, son. That's great. That's a good school. And then he got serious. Said we have a we have a problem. And we need to take care of it right away. You're screaming? I, I scream because my stomach cramp hurt really bad. You're screaming. We have, we gave you an IV and we pumped Dipper all through your veins. You feel it? Uh-huh. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you. Okay, that's going to go away. I looked at your x-rays. And your x-rays show that your intestines have kinked. And it's probably part of your dystonia that you were diagnosed with in the 8th grade. Because your body is twisting, now your intestines are twisting. And what I found is that it's pulling. And that's what's causing you to scream. And that's what's causing the stomach ache that won't go away. 
have to take you four stories above and operate on you and go into you and take out about 18 inches of your colon. And you'll wake up from sleep and you'll have a, what is called a colostomy bag hanging off of your side. And we'll talk more about what that means when you wake up. I have to do this now because if I don't, your insides will burst and you will be killed from the poison in your body. They rush me up. Have you ever been put to sleep? Most people hate it. I love it. I think it's awesome. Boop! Counting from 100 backwards. 99. 98. I'm gone. I'm done. I'm sleeping. Wake up. My parents are at my bedside. They drive over from Fairfield. I look down and I see a plastic bag hanging off of my side. But what it looks like a piece of plastic. At the back, there's a hole about as round as a quarter. I have a piece of my intestine that sticks out of my stomach. And this bag goes over that piece of intestine. And this time, go number two. And this time will always be for the rest of my life. If there's one thing about my disability that I hate, it's this. It will leak. It will make uh, gas noises in quiet places. Shut up. I can't control it. Then they go, oh, it's just making a joyful noise unto the Lord. Whatever. This is my jar of clay. It breaks me every day. It stinks. I fly in airplanes all the time for speaking. I don't eat really before I fly that much because it will explode in the airplane and I will be embarrassed. Let's be careful. I'm very meticulous about being around people. I'm very cautious of the smell. And I hate it. And it's what God's using in my life to speak around to people about this story. God's not fast. But God is our providence. God is our peace. And God gives us purpose. Where are you at today in life? Say really victory. Are you hard pressed? Beat down. Feel like your life is about to destroy you. You know that you have that treasure. But it's inside something that you don't want to recognize. It's inside the very thing that you want to avoid, which is your pain and your brokenness. And that's what the Lord wants you to carry. Because that's what he wants to use for you to be a vessel of that treasure to show to others. That's who he is. 
Because I'm so homeless. And it's not fast food. It's a door that makes me whole in the midst of my broken places. Not done with me yet. He's not done with you yet, because if he was, we would see him in heaven if we believe in him. We're here by his plan, by his design. It's the wonder of who he is. We see the world differently because of our pain. We see it for freedom. We see it for the gospel. We see it for light. It's his name. Victory. Because our praise will rise from Christ our King. God, thank you for this morning. God, thank you for that growth. Lord, thank you for this church. God, I pray that you would be with those, Lord, who are discouraged today. I get it. I pray, Lord, that you would give them hope. That, Lord, they would understand your purpose for their lives. That they would come to terms with the peace in you because of it. And that, Lord, they would cling to your providence. Because in our brokenness, we're caused to reflect. We find solace in our circumstances. God, you give us resolve. And that's how we keep progressing. Why? Because we have this treasure. Darts. Your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sun Grove Podcast. For information on Sun Grove Church, visit our website at sungrove.org.